Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys. Welcome to She Speaks It All, a podcast where I watch TV and I talk about it. Today, we're talking and just like that. And... And just like that, they they want me to fight Che, right? They want me to hate Che, right? Because it is one thing for them to do just a bad comedy set, you know, like the taking an Uber to the kitchen, whatever that was. But it's another thing when their comedy is going to be dragging Miranda and We will get into Carrie. Carrie is the worst friend. Okay. All right. Let's just, let's just get through it. We open on a Coney Island adventure with Aiden and Carrie. It's cute. It's cute. But I can't handle what she's wearing. Like the fashion is not giving fashion. You know, like I'm still, I was staring at the outfit like, this isn't Carrie. And it's not even like this is Carrie, older Carrie. This is just, what? Evan Roth's cats, uh, Evan Ross cats, excuse me, who I want on this podcast so bad because I love him. But he posted something like, are we not going to talk about the fashion on and just like that. And Sloane Steele, who has a podcast called Mummy Dearest, responded like, we've been through enough. We can't talk about it. We can't. It's bad. But they, they see Steve's new place. He's, he's like building a, I'm assuming, it's a bar, right? And it's cute. It's like right on the water. And uh, it's sweet. But then Aiden gets a FaceTime from his son And he's like, mom's being a dick. So Aiden's like, excuse me, let me go take that. And now we know that it's after said fight that he will take the car and crash it. But that is for the end of the episode. First, we have more selfish Carrie stuff to get through. Because Carrie really, she takes the selfishness to a a new level this episode. Miranda's boss has come back only five weeks into her maternity leave, Raina is her name, and as I just really hope they quickly move Miranda into a new cool job situation, like something that she's into. Because I love seeing Miranda winning this like detour. Maybe this was the plan all along, you guys. Maybe Miranda was supposed to have this big, huge detour. And they planned on always bringing her back to, like, more Miranda. Is But that's not fair to us. Why'd they, why'd they put us through this if it was just to, like, if it was for no reason at all? Because it feels like they're just getting Miranda kind of, all, like, to, in a new way. Like, she's going, she's going to have a new career. So, okay, well, I'll put a pin in that. Charlotte is busy selling a piece to Sam. Samantha. Okay. And they just let Sam Smith be the sweetest 
just tall and so nice. But Rock calls the landline with an emergency. And don't we all know what it's like to call your parents at work and tell them that they need to call you back? Like, we were monsters for doing that. And like, you do say it's an emergency because <laughs> you need to get them on the phone. And if, and Rock's like, I need my notebook. Why do they need to make Rock so terrible? Why do they need to make the kids so mean? Are kids this mean? If parents everywhere are like, yes, they are. But Rock is like, well, it is an emergency. I need my notebook and dad's not responding. Ugh. But then Charlotte contacts Harry at work with an emergency. And he's like, why'd you say it's an emergency? And she's like, because you weren't answering your text. I'm like, ha, cute bit. Adorable. But Charlotte gives him the big guilt trip for not pitching in like he said he would. Because he's like, now suddenly he's working. First time we've seen him working this whole season. Now he's working and he's too busy. The ladies brunch and big announcement Lisa's documentary was picked up for a 10-part series. But then Lily calls Charlotte and Charlotte's like, you leave me the fuck alone. Do you hear me? And Lily's like, mom, uh. But Lisa tells Carrie that she won some raffle at the school, I guess. I didn't, I forgot that happened. And the prize is a dinner for up to 16 people catered by a Michelin chef. And she did, Carrie did bring up a decent point, which is, do I even know 16 people I want to have dinner with at the same time? Like all in a room, you know? So Carrie and Miranda, um, and Charlotte and Lisa, they go their separate ways. And Charlotte, um, I'm sorry, Carrie and Miranda are talking about what, you know, what they've been up to. And Carrie just mentions that she went to Coney Island and saw Steve's place. And it's she's just so cavalier about it. I don't it's my if my friend's going through a divorce and I went to see his new bar, I would definitely be like, just so you know, I'm going to go to Steve's new bar that he's building on Coney Island. I would just let her know that ahead of time. But it's it's clearly brand new information for Miranda. And she's just like, oh, OK. And then Carrie goes, and then my tour of the Outer Boroughs continues. And I'm going to go see Chase stand up next week. And Miranda's like, OK, well, it's more a tour of my exes. And Carrie goes, right, right, but they're my friends too. I want to support them. Shrug. I like, I act out loud. I went, bitch, don't you? That is so out of line. Yeah, they're my friends too, and I want to support them. Shrug. Dude. No, mm-mm, nope. That right there, mm-mm, So fucked up. So fucked up. Charlotte and Lisa, though, they are, like, shopping at some home goods-looking store. And Charlotte walks up to something and she goes, look at all that glass. I'm like, why does she need to look deranged? You know? Lisa tells Charlotte that she's pregnant, though, because Charlotte is not getting the hint when Lisa's like, I'm not super pumped about it. And Charlotte's like, what do you mean? It's the most vital piece of work you'll ever do in your entire life, and you can't possibly say you can't do it. And Lisa's like, I'm fucking pregnant, okay? But then Charlotte goes, Lisa, I think you can do this. And Lisa makes it clear that this is, like, too much. 
And she cries and she thought, you know, this was her time finally. Fuck her asshole husband. You know, that guy. And then we find out, well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Put a pin in that. Che's at the vet's office and the doctor just cannot remember to use they pronouns. He goes, uh, can you help me with something in the back? She can handle it up here by herself. They. And he's like, oh, right. I keep forgetting. Judy's like, look, he's used to who you used to be here when you were doing shows at the Tropicana. And we will see that show. We certainly will. Their stand-up was still bad back then. Nothing has changed, really. Then we go over to Anthony and Giuseppe where they're going to be having a very important conversation about the way the gay community handles being tops and being bottoms. I don't be I only know a top or a bottom. I it's a rare rare thing that you find that I've met um versatile. But maybe it is like on the rise. Maybe this is the new thing that the gays should get used to. I mean, it's kind of fair, to be honest. If you like being a top, but you're with a top and you're like, fine, I'll be the bottom. Some Once in a while, I'm sure you would like to top. So I'm glad we're talking about important things like this. But Giuseppe is very upset. He is very upset that they're not going to be able to alternate getting fucked. And then we get a full ass shot of Anthony again as he walks out saying, hey, don't poet me right now. Then we get more, we have more sex. Seema and her man are fucking. She says, I love you. He says, I love you too. And then she looks freaked out. But it's, is it not the same scene basically when Samantha was high on ecstasy fucking Richard and she says, I love you. I'm in love with you. And then the next day, it's like, it's like a smash cut to her just being, <laughs> doing the walk of shame the next day and being like ecstasy is a horrible horrible dangerous drug see that's like they would they used to do it right this is just confusing i'm telling you though i think it's because of sema the actress that plays sema she just doesn't she's just not as good as the rest because then carrie's packing up her apartment with the neighbor the neighbor's holding that kitten and that kitten is so distractingly cute but Seema comes in and she calls uh, she calls Carrie's neighbor the luckiest girl in New York because the rent is so cheap and it is not a joke. That is seven hundred dollars. I can't even I can't even fathom that. That is that would not happen. Like that just would not happen, right? What did what lie did they make up to make it okay that that was how it was? Seven hundred dollars. Get out of town. That wouldn't even cover the property tax. But Seema tells Carrie about how she said, I love you. And of course, she's freaking out. And she goes, he was inside of me when I when I said it. And Carrie goes, eating? That's not that gross. Like, why would that be gross? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Carrie's been so prude this, this iteration of and just like that. Like, she was so freaked out about sex. She's actually, she's always been. For a sex columnist, she was not adventurous. Interesting, huh? Hmm. What a choice. What a choice not to just make her up for anything. Like, what a choice not to make her, like, Samantha. Right? Huh. Because, like, it would be a totally different vibe. 
Hmm. Anyway, she's an Seema. She's an all leopard. And it's just, it's not working. Like the pants don't fit right. It's a, it was two contrasting leopard prints. So it's like, mm, this isn't even power clashing. Just doesn't work. And then the kitten is in a shoebox and Carrie goes, I think she's mine now. But I have so many follow-up questions. Like, has Carrie been living in her apartment this whole time? Oh, I guess then when Aiden comes into town, she leaves? Like, who's been taking care of the cat? Maybe the neighbor has? I don't know. I just, I don't trust Carrie with an animal at all. She, mm-mm, nope. She'll be like, putting little Manolo Blahniks on the kitten, but then forgetting to feed it. And then being like, oh, dear, did you want to eat? Oh, no, the litter box, you know. Miranda and her boss, they leave a meeting with some client. And Raina runs off because she wants to go back to her baby, I guess. And Miranda stays with the client. And they have, like, an interesting conversation. And it feels like this is possibly going to be maybe a love interest later. I can't tell. But Miranda gets back to Naya's and they're talking about Miranda's concern with the guest list for Carrie's chef dinner. But while they're talking about that, Naya gets the baby shower invite for her ex. (laughs) Naya says that next time she's doing it like Miranda and just cutting off her ex. And of course, Miranda's like, I don't do that. But even though there's like a line in Sex in the City where Miranda admits she's bad with exes and like says that i think she even says like you don't exist to me or something like that so this it doesn't it doesn't make sense that it would shock miranda because she like knows this about herself but once again they keep forgetting what they've done before with these character developments but naya says the line what do you mean cold turkey is your spirit animal what a line cold turkey is your spirit animal what Then Naya buys an expensive baby stroller off of the registry to show them. She's like, yeah, that'll that'll show them. I mean, it is kind of a flex, you know, it's it looks cooler if you do that than if you like ignore it, I guess. So I'll give her that. Okay. But now Che's watching that stand up set from the Tropicana, the one where they've got long hair and they do jokes about dating men. and. Okay, again, listen, the stand-up is an abomination. I'm dating again, and uh, I'm fucking starving. You know, I'm always like, I'll have a little salad. Who is this person? Like, get out of here. Don't make me watch more of Che's stand-up. Can we please get rid of Che? Lord almighty. Okay, but here's the thing with Lisa's husband. She's tossing and turning in bed because she can't sleep. She's being so funny. Like, oh my God, this actress is just perfection. Like, I need more of Lisa. I need as much Lisa as they can give me, honestly, because she's so good. But she's like, why didn't you get a vasectomy when I asked you to? And when she said that, I nearly threw the remote at the television. I was like, you asked him to get a vasectomy, and he didn't? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. And his argument, he's like, you were a little postpartum. She goes, you're never a little postpartum. He says, I wasn't sure if it was just the hormones talking. Lisa says, it's never just the hormones talking. 
then this man has the nerve to say, I didn't know if you would change your mind and want another child down the road. Meaning what? You've been knowing you're shooting blanks or not shooting blanks this whole time and still just, she didn't know? Then he says, you can do this. If anyone can, you can. And I'll be here to help. And she sits up and turns the light back on and slowly delivers the line. You are running a political campaign. And he's like, well, then should we be having a different conversation? It's up to you. And that is all she needed to hear. And that was cool. She's like, I need to wrap my head around it. I don't think I can, but I needed to know that that was an option. And that that made me relieved. I'm like, do that at least for her, Herbert, and let her off the hook if she wants to not do this. Because you're not going to help. We see how much you don't help. She knows. She knows you're not going to help. Herbert. Okay, now we get the scene where Anthony goes to fucking Carrie's apartment. Again, again, what is the wardrobe? I don't understand it. It's so bad. She looks like she, I thought she was wearing pajamas with heels. And I'm like, so this is supposed to be a set, I guess. It just doesn't. Anyway, but she breaks the news to Anthony that Stanford has decided to become a Shinto monk and is never coming back. That is, they even Photoshop his head on someone's body. That, didn't that feel wrong to them? What is happening? This was, it was like they didn't want to kill him, but they still wanted to give him this moment where he was at peace. But it just was confusing. And I kind of wanted to cry because I was like, I'd like to have a moment where we honor Willie because he was a huge and amazing part of this show, but instead we're going to pretend he's a monk? Honey, what? She reads that Stanford leaves the apartment and all of his belongings to Anthony. He wants no attachments. I let go of all things that no longer serve me. And I let it all go with love. I'm like, you don't need to like do a a light death version of it. You can just, we can honor him. That's allowed. And then they cheers to Stanny and Carrie chugs her entire Cosmo. <laughs> Charlotte is trying to leave for the day because she's leaving after she sold to Sam Smith and she's walking on out with her, with her pumps and her purse and the girlies, the gallery girlies, they don't give a shit. They say, you sold to Sam fucking Smith. Bitch, where are you going? She's like, I got to get home. I got to like feed the kids and stuff. And they're like, we actually don't care about your children. Okay, come with us to get a drink. And then she says the line, all right, well, if it's our ritual, one drink. And you know when you say one drink? Nope, it's not. It is not. Carrie and Aiden. They wait out in front of Che's comedy show, and Carrie lets Aiden know that there will be an empty seat for him at her chef dinner, but of course, Aiden shall never step foot in henceforth home again. So serious. It's like, I know they were just doing this for a character arc moment, and I know like when they got to like the part where he talks about how, you know, just being stupid about the apartment, I'm like, so just, why'd you even do it? It's like, you don't need to keep creating silly conflicts, you silly little writers who think you're geniuses. 
Meanwhile, though, Charlotte is doing shots with the gallery girlies and she throws her phone because her, her daughter keeps texting her. She throws her phone in a blender with ice in it and a bartender just takes the blender away and apparently doesn't bother to be like, hey, is this someone's phone? Is this your phone? Nope. They probably just put it in the blender and just, you know, the phone became part of the, the drink. What? No. He would have been like, is this your phone? You know? Anyway, back to Che. Che's backstage getting ready to go on and Toby checks in. So I'm like, all right, Che is literally going to stay on this fucking show because to- they're giving Che a love interest, a new love interest. Are you crazy? What is your problem? Ugh. All right. So then Che goes up. Miranda has snuck in. Che doesn't know she's there. And the opening line is, I just got out of an eight-month relationship with a married straight woman. I know what you're thinking. Eight months? Wouldn't it be quicker to just slam my penis into a car door? The good news, she was very sexually adventurous. Okay, already I'm like, I are, I know where this joke is going, Che. That's how bad the writing is. I'm like, yes, yeah, so you're going to make some joke about her baggage being in the bed, right? And then sure enough, yeah, she brought four people into our bed. Me, her, her husband, and her son. Okay. They, they, this isn't, all right. All right. I can't. And then, so before me, she had only been with men. So the first time we had sex, it took forever. She kept waiting for my clit to get hard. Oh. She was confused about everything, and I was confused about why I was fucking her. This isn't comedy. None of this is comedy. Like, even if I hadn't met the person that she's talking about or that they're talking about, I'd still be like, I'm sorry. What? Like, why do you hate this person so much? But maybe this is some, like, non-binary joke I don't get. Is this like a, maybe, you know what? Actually, maybe this is like an LGBT plus joke that I don't get. Like, apparently they joke about how, yeah, they've been with straight people and they're like, it was disgusting. Maybe this is, maybe this is the material they do. But I'm sorry. That, that's not the point. Carrie... Should I, if this was my friend, I'd be like, we're fucking going, we're leaving. And I would have loved that if Carrie and Aiden was, they were like, we're, we got your back. But instead they're like, well, Aiden obviously looked uncomfortable. Carrie's like, nothing I can do about it. Oh no, Miranda, you shouldn't have come. Like when Miranda did show up when they were still waiting outside and she's like, no, I didn't tell Che I'm coming. Carrie does make a face like, hmm, I don't know. So, but does that mean she knew the material was going to be bad? Like, did Carrie know that the material was going to be all about Miranda? Because, I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm walking out with my friend and I'm flipping off Che like, you fucking bitch. You're not invited to my chef dinner anymore. You hear me? But nope, not Carrie. Che runs out after Miranda and Che's argument is, I'm a comic. You know, like, that's what comics do. No. And so after their fight, Toby comes up and Che goes, I'm just so sick of having to explain myself to people. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Miranda being offended by your comedy is not you needing to explain yourself to her. That is just 
her having feelings about things you said. Like, you can't just make this an excuse to be an asshole. Like, I'm a non-binary comedian. Why can't people get me? I'm like, well, people are going to say things that are going to hurt people's feelings. Like, what the hell are you talking about, Che? God damn. Okay, so then Toby and Che walk off together and there's chemistry and I'm like, oh, fuck. Great. But before that, I learned a term I was not sure I had not heard of. I had to look it up. There's, uh, Toby says, there's nothing stronger than a strong NB person. And I looked it up and it is short for non-binary. It's like the nickname for non-binary. So, you know, in case you didn't know that. But anyway, they're clearly going to be like a couple now. And it's like, no, Che would be gone out of our lives. Do you hear me? Charlotte, though. Charlotte comes home wasted. And Kristen Davis really, really doesn't know how to play drunk all that well. She just like overdoes it. But she does have one really funny line because she's like, I threw my phone in a margarita pitcher. <laughs> then the phone disappeared. And then her bitch daughter goes, God, mom, you're so gross. Excuse you? D- Ooh. Ooh. Check her, Harry. Be like, watch your goddamn mouth. Go to your fucking room. You're grounded. But Charlotte does have a funny line. She goes, I was a person before you. I am more than just a wife and a mother. She goes, so you guys need to get that and get it together. I've been saying that all fucking week. (laughs) All week. It's been one day. I have no sense of time. (laughs) I will be saying it all week. You need to get that and get it together. It's, it really sums things up. You need to get that and you need to get it together, okay? You got to do both of those things. But she slams the door and then Richard Burton barks and she's like, oh, come in, little baby, I love you. <laughs> so Carrie and Aiden are in their hotel and she's in bed saying that she's going to have the bedroom ready in their in their new house so that they can stay there after the Last Supper. And Aiden loves it. He's like, say our house again. And Carrie goes, you have us in the country. I have us in the city. We're like that book, The City Mouse and the Country Lurch. She's so, Sarah Jessica Parker milked that line. Just, it was a classic Carrie line. Just like so ridiculously over the top and and like whimsical, just whimsy. Aiden brings up Carrie saying that he's like, you know how you said you made a mistake? Well, I've been thinking, I made mistakes as well. And this is where they, the writers answer all of the things we've been concerned about. You know, like, Aiden wasn't so fucking perfect, okay? And he, he was toxic. There were toxic qualities. So it's good that they did this because he's like, I was so determined to lock it down. But now I know that locking it down doesn't mean jack shit. Look at me and Kathy. And he goes, when I couldn't get you to sign a marriage license, I forced you to sign a lease on the apartment next door. And then he says the reason he didn't want to go back there was he was worried he would get mad at him, uh, get mad at her all over again. And I'm like, that's kind of what I thought, right? <laughs> it's like, isn't that what everyone else thought? Isn't that what we thought? Like that, you know, you didn't want to be triggered and go back to that place. Yeah, I know we got that. We got that, Aiden. But then Kathy calls and tells him why it is in the ER because he drove his truck into a tree. So they got to get on, they got to find a flight. 
But though then Lisa wakes up Herbert to tell him that she's bleeding. And Herbert's like, oh my God, let's go to the hospital. And she says, yeah, okay, but I do think it's too late. And the look on her face, I can't tell. It's like, is she happy or is she kind of guilt-ridden that she's happy? Or did she actually, is it not a miscarriage? Did she go and get an I don't know. But I'm interested to see part two because this is part one of The Last Supper. But Carrie goes to her new place and Miranda calls to tell her like, hey, after last night, I don't want to go to your fucking chef dinner. And if Carrie was a real friend, she would have been like, don't worry, Che is never invited to anything ever again. But instead, Carrie's like, no, you're coming because we're not in high school. Bitch, did you hear what she said about your friend? Miranda goes, hey, that's not fair. You didn't hear what Chase said to me on the street. And Carrie goes, I'm not just talking about Che. And Miranda goes, well, who are you talking about? Steve, Miranda. You don't know anything that's going on with Steve. Okay, cool, fine. Can you still uninvite Che? <laughs> that doesn't matter. She's more upset about Che right now, okay? Carrie convinces her and then she starts making up the bed and Aiden calls and he tells the story. Okay, this is this is where I'm an asshole. You might get mad at me. Um, I just find John Corbett's acting to not be super great sometimes. And this is an example because he's telling a story and then he like really revs up the tears and it's like he's just really, really trying. He's like, he's like, he said, I want to sleep at my dad's house. I should have been there, Carrie. And then he's screaming. I should have been there. I should have been there. I should have been there. <laughs> because they pull to, they go over to Carrie's side and she's listening to it. <laughs> you can hear him through her phone. And he's like, oh, God, I should have been there. <laughs> I felt so bad. But then but then Carrie's line is, and just like that, for the first time, I was worried. <laughs> what? Just like that, for the first time, you were worried about yourself. Aiden's child is in the ER, and you're like, and that is what she's going to say. And just like that, now I'm a little worried. Like, ooh, will this not work out? No, no, he just needs to spend some more time. Like, okay, guys, Carrie's the words. She's had no evolution. <laughs> so bad. All right. I've got to finish this up because I have to finish editing. Dude, Bethany Frankel is an asshole for doing three parts to that interview because then I had to make three emergency episodes. So she fucked my week, okay? So I got I to gotta make this snappy. Love you guys. Mean it. See you soon. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to She Speaks It All, a podcast from the creator and host of She Speaks Bravo in partnership with Cloud10 Media. Make sure you are following She Speaks It All pod on Instagram and TikTok. And of course, make sure you are subscribed or following this podcast. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. And if you want to support me, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Thanks, you guys. See you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.